It's a dangerous business walking out one's front door, wrote J.R.R. Tolkien in The Hobbit. In the hero's journey, one must always leave the known, the comfortable, the normal. Comfort zone be damned, this is where the possibility begins. This is where adventure and growth happen. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Power serves you best when you know how to use it. As we discussed last week, the secret is that the same story has a hundred different ways it can be told. Perspective, lenses, motive, they all change up the tale. Do you decide to see the experience from a space of opportunity? From a space of blessing? Are you focused on what went wrong and who is to blame? Or on the things you finally learned from having walked that path, willingly or not? Do you see it from a space of abundance, hope, and responsibility? This week, we'll take it a step further, adding a new perspective tool. In The Hobbit, Gandalf has a conversation with Bilbo that goes something like this. Gandalf. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure that I'm arranging, and it's very difficult to find anyone. Bilbo. I should think so, in these parts. We're plain quiet folk and have no use for adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things make you late for dinner. I can't think what anybody sees in them. Gandalf. You'll have a tale or two to tell when you come back. Bilbo. You can promise that I'll come back? Gandalf. No. And if you do, you will not be the same. Does this exchange create any amount of excitement in you? It does in me. The ante has been upped. The danger is real. The choice is there to be made. This is where living big or living small begins. In the choices. When Bilbo makes the gigantic leap of faith and steps out, placing his foot on the dusty hobbit path that will lead him away from everything he knows, Gandalf says, Home is now behind you. The world is ahead. Mythical stories always have a hero. This main character is on a journey. Joseph Campbell termed it the hero's journey. You've all heard of it. And it can be broken down into very specific parts. Within the story, there's a hero, a loss or obstacle that must be overcome, a journey that will test the hero. Along the route, there are often animals, magic, other people to help or give clues. But the hero has to conquer this challenge if he wishes to come out on the other side of the story with the title of hero, where he then collects the kingdom and the reward. While it's true that the journey is fraught with danger, disappointment, often initial failure, or setbacks, 
It's also true that the big picture is about the hero learning, growing, and proving worthy of the challenge and the reward. So let's bring this home and I'll state the obvious. You are the hero of your story. This is a fun perspective. This is a perspective that can help you stand up when you've been leveled. It's a perspective that can remind you who you truly are no matter what dragon you're facing. It's a perspective that can help you create the story you want. So the parts of the hero story that are so exciting in the movies and the books and the theater, these are the parts that we hate most in real life. No one likes the loneliness of waiting for Prince Charming or the depressing sleep brought on by a poison apple or the blood loss when the unexpected dragon descends upon you. It's pretty universal. We don't like to suffer. Yes, it is so true that having crappy or downright horrible things happen to us sucks. But here's a reality check for you. When the big fights come that define the hero, in the stories, does the hero stay in the space of the fight, whether he wins or loses, or does he move forward? Can you picture if he stayed in the space, the clearing of trees where he was jumped by the band of trolls that robbed and beat him, And if he paced and cussed and claimed that they had ruined the rest of his life, and he did this year after year, never leaving the clearing because he'd been wronged, and damn it, if he left somehow, this would never be made right. That's not how the hero story plays out. We know that. That's not how the hero moves on to become the hero. If you stay in that space, that victim space, that tortured space, that place where the challenge happened, the antagonist and the obstacle that arrived to challenge you, are all you focus on. Even long after the event or the person had passed, where does your story end? If you stay there, if you stay in that space of concern and consumption with what went wrong, where does your story end? Does it end at all? Do you ever become the hero with the reward? Or are you stuck in the whirlpool of reliving the dragon's lair over and over? A few years back, I spent time with a family who had some rough and life-changing abuse as children. The mother of the family had been molested as a child. Now, at almost 70 years old, around every holiday family gathering, was the long-going discussion about the past, about how mom couldn't be held responsible for the things she said or did because of this event in her childhood. The event with the creepy uncle that should have been put in prison was a travesty. There's no excuse for child abuse of any type. But I wondered why it was always the topic of conversation with them. I found the negative energy they generated day after day, year after year, family party after family party, to be a sad loss of their lives. She had allowed the creepy gelbait uncle to steal huge portions of her entire life and to define her children's perception of her and their life together by this event that had happened so long ago. She was staying in that space, in that clearing where she had fought that dragon. Please understand, I'm not making light of our dragons, not by a long shot. We all have them. Sometimes they are large, fire-breathing, armored things, and other times they are small, but with jagged claws and sharp teeth. Whatever they look like to you, they are your dragons. They are real, they are mean, they are heart-wrenching. Or they wouldn't be dragons, right? 
But here's the take. We don't have to stay there. When the battle is over, we find the lesson. We find the takeaway. We work on healing. We move on with more wisdom, insight, and empathy for other travelers in their stories. Move on toward our happily ever after. Because one thing is certain. Everyone has them. The dragons always show up. And while the path to moving forward is much easier said than done, it still must be done in order to be the hero you truly are. I know this is an instant. Time, clarity, forgiveness, comprehension, all these are needed. By wrestling with these things so we can move on, this, that's the hero's journey, that process. Now, this food for thought is about choosing the perspective that will best serve our forward progress as the powerful hero of our own story. That being said, as with all things, this does not mean that we hide our stories, our journeys, our difficult times in shame. All the heroes have fights they win and fights they lose. There are heroes because they are out in the quest trying. They stepped onto the path away from safety. Safety of a risk-free job to follow an entrepreneurial dream. The safety of a terrible but predictable relationship to find a healthy love. The safety of keeping ourselves from vulnerability by not being open. The hero, to be whole, must accept what has happened in their lives and along their journeys. They get to accept the fights they won and learn from the fights they lost. We all have both. Brene Brown, love her. For those of you who are not familiar with her work, is a research professor at the University of Houston Graduate College of Social Work. She's also the author of a number of New York Times bestselling books like Daring Greatly and I Thought It Was Just Me. You may know her from her TED Talk on vulnerability. Blew off the charts. In her book, Rising Strong, she says, The irony is that we attempt to disown our difficult stories to appear more whole or more acceptable. But our wholeness, even our wholeheartedness, actually depends on the integration of all our experiences, including the falls. Unquote. What a beautiful concept! Our hero's journey is the real thing. It's got the difficult stuff, the falling down, the spaces before the hero proves himself or herself, the spaces that the hero may want to hide because he or she feels guilt or shame or failure. But who are we really? Aren't we a true conglomeration of the total of our experiences? Hell yes, we are. We got bloody in the fight, but we chose not to stay in the dark hours. We chose to celebrate the moments of magic, of learning, of serendipity, and of strength. We get to tell our story, accepting the moments where we were not our best selves, because without those moments, we don't become who we are now. It's all a part of the big picture. There's no shame in the times we miss the mark when we aim and try again. Now, I'm not saying that all the dirty laundry of our lives should be posted on Facebook. No way. What I am saying is that we need to be at peace with our own hero's journey, with the full acceptance that you are the hero. 
I am the hero, and we are the sum of our journeys, both the good and the bad, and there is no shame in that. That's to be celebrated. Without the times where we are face down in the mud, we wouldn't appreciate the times when our faces are turned to a blue sky with a summer sun and the cool breeze as it skips across our skin. Brene Brown also said, People who wade into the discomfort and vulnerability and tell the truth about their stories are the real badasses. Unquote. And it's true. Vulnerability really brings power. Truth brings peace. If your story needs a perspective change so you can leave the victim behind and walk into your power, then revisit the story. Reframing is a powerful tool. Last week, I talked about how I reframed my story. This week, I want to share another reframing example. So one evening, I sat talking with a friend who had begun to share some of his stories with me. He was a well-adjusted man with a good career, a nice home, a successful family. But one of the things that rankled him most about his life, and that was always a burr under his saddle was the fact that his brother, the irresponsible one of the family, was always eking their father's money out of him. The brother complained about not having enough, so family land was given to him to build a home on, while my friend was the one who took care of the father. His brother was given most of the inheritance, one gift at a time, despite the fact that he wasn't very involved. There were other issues, like that this man had bought an old used truck because it was what he could afford, while his brother had begged and finagled until he was given the money to purchase a new truck. My friend's life was in relatively good shape, with the exception that his resentment for his brother had become a bitterness that ran through his system, poisoning his happiness. As he spoke, I could feel the pain this injustice caused him, but I could also see another way of looking at it. What I see, Jacob, we'll call him Jacob, is not a man who constantly gets edged out by his brother. But I see a man who has made a choice to live with honor. A man who helps his family members, who earns his own way, and a man who can hold his head up knowing that he has not been the one to take advantage of others or cheat others out of anything. You have lived with honor regardless of what others around you have decided to do, even those closest to you. And what could be a greater legacy than to not Be the brother who only takes. You've always had what you needed, haven't you? He looked at me with great interest as I discussed this idea with him, and he'd agreed he'd always had what he needed. By looking at his life in this new frame, and it was simple, he could see himself as a man of honor, choosing to live according to his value system rather than a victim of unfairness. As I further explained to him the things that we are discussing in this podcast series, The freedom that he felt lifted a visible weight from his shoulders as he began to contemplate the power within himself to reframe his own life stories in a real and truthful way until he can create a story where he feels love instead of pain, joy instead of regret, hope instead of anger, purpose instead of shame, and faith instead of mistrust. He is the hero of his story, and he needs to see himself as that hero, the same way that we need to see ourselves as the hero of our story. So let's begin to rebuild our stories. 
This week, I want you to take one of your stories that you thought of from last week's assignment and picture you as the hero of the story. How does the story change when you see yourself as this hero? How does the ending change? How does the perspective change so that the hero learns, triumphs, and moves on down the path of his journey, not getting stuck in the clearings where the dragons showed up? You are the hero, and like the hobbit, you are on an unexpected journey. And yes, it is dangerous business walking out one's front door, but that's also the business of living, and you are writing the story. Have fun out there sharing your stories this week, and I'll see you next week on Love Your Story Podcast. Mm-hmm.